Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. Um, the, the idea I want you to wrestle with this morning is that family discipleship in this, in this process that we need to invite others to do the journey with us. That this journey is not designed for us alone. Um, and so um, some of you know um, a little bit of a story that happened in our family last week. It was an adventure. We were away on vacation and we got caught in the, the um, series of unfortunate events that all happened um, in Florida to not have people coming back and having some flights canceled and, and all, of those, all of those things. And so we found out that our flight was canceled at 4. Um, our flight was supposed to be 6.40, and so we, um, I was grateful for the opportunity that we had, that my kids were, were a little older, that we were able to work together, and so it was things like, look, kids, stay in line. I don't know if we're going to need this spot in line, but keep our bags. I'm going to go over here and look for a car. Joni's going to talk to some people and see what they're telling them about flights, and we're going to make a decision, and um, then I was grateful too because I realized um, in our family, it's, it's one of those things when we, we're driving somewhere, I just do most of the driving. That's just what I do, I'm comfortable with it. But I realized that I would not have been able to make that drive by myself. And so we just began to, we're like, I don't know when we're gonna stop. So we just started driving and we just figured we'd make a decision along the way. And, and as, we're, as we're going, um, we stopped for an hour or so, got a little nap, but there was a spot between Ch uh, Atlanta and Chattanooga. And I had driven for a while and I said to Joni, hey, can you just drive for like an hour? And she was like, started driving about 15 minutes in. She goes, yeah, this is not gonna happen. So we pulled into a rest stop, got some, some sleep, and she goes, I am declaring us unfit to drive at this time. And I was really grateful for just the ability to, to work together. Um, my son drove for a little bit, and, and at the rental car company calls, he did not drive, but, but he, he did drive a little bit. And so the opportunity for us to, to work together in accomplishing that, that process of, of getting back um, as, as well as we could. And so um, I was reminded that this process of family, this thing of discipleship that we're on, is not meant to be done by ourselves. We, we have this, can easily have this idea that as a parent, it's our job to parent by ourselves, And we can easily forget, okay, we're, we're put together, you know, husband and wife on purpose, okay? But then we can also have this idea of, you know, it really becomes easily to kind of become isolated. Hey, just our family and we've got to figure this out and it's just us. But that's also not a, a biblical concept. Let, let me show you what I mean. So we can spend a lot of time here, um, but I want to review a little bit and then um, kind of get to the point. Um, Genesis chapter 1 is the one, the first time that God says it is, this is not a good thing. He makes all of creation, right? It's perfect. This is before sin. <clears throat> and he looks at man and he says, no, no, this isn't good for man to be alone. And so he makes a wife. And so family was established from the very beginning. Deuteronomy chapter 6, he says, look, discipleship is to be done as a family. He says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them with dignity to your children and you shall talk of them as you sit in your house and when you walk by and when you lie down. It is, it is good that we disciple our children. It is good that we're in this process together. And so the concept of family is created by God. And then he goes beyond that and says, it's not good just for families to be alone. I'm going to put them in a, in, a, in a community. And so even from the beginning in the Old Testament, God calls Abraham and makes him into a nation. And the nation was to be this unit. These families were to be in, in groups of, of other families. And he was to be their leader. And so he called them and he arranged them by tribes, by family units, and he expected them to care for each other and to follow God together as this tribe, as this clan, as they were then part of the nation. When, when Jesus comes to earth, we see the, the Trinity, we see how God works together as he comes to, to, to be baptized. The, the, the Son is baptized. The Father speaks from heaven. This is my Son with whom I am well pleased. The Spirit descends as a dove. And so we see, even in God, there is this, this community of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he calls together a few men who would follow after him, who would be his disciples. And he trains them, and he leads them, and he teaches them. And then as he goes back to heaven, they establish the church. And families come together, and they become the church who is to be together, to encourage one another, to meet together. Hebrew says, look, don't stop meeting together. Continue to meet together that you might encourage each other, that you might exhort one another. And so I'm grateful that we're together this morning, that we can encourage each other, because as parents, it's often tempting to think, we're alone, my family is crazy, and we're the only ones. Then you come and you realize, okay, um, my family might be crazy, but I'm not the only one. There are other people who are dealing with the same stresses, strains, struggles, and questions that I'm dealing with too. So yesterday, went on this scary process, began this scary process in our family. My son is a senior, so we started visiting colleges. And so we're visiting colleges, and there's all these things kind of going on. Like we, and all of us came because, you know, we're doing this as a family. We're like, look, Josiah, you're going to be in college soon enough anyway. Good Lord. Um, and, and Sophia, you're a sophomore and, and all that. And so Josiah's walking around, and he's like, this feels like it's super far away from me. But college is kind of cool. I kind of like all the fun things that are here. And Sophia's like, I'm completely overwhelmed. I don't even know what to do. And Ethan's just kind of trying to take it all in. And I'm like, Joni, what do you think? And she goes, I think that my son is not old enough to be looking at colleges. Right? And so we're going through all of this, but we're not the only ones. There are other families who are going through the same process, and other families who have been through the same process, and they're like, all the emotions you feel, all the things you're going through, normal. It's helpful to know that we're not supposed to do this alone. And so it's grateful to know that. So God creates this process that we're not to do discipleship alone. Family discipleship does not mean just us as a family. It's also the larger community. There's a couple of benefits that I want to um, note for you and then, then give you a little bit of instruction just of, of how to do that. So um, Lifeway did, a, did a, a research project and it told us that if a high school student 
has five significant relationships with someone in the church that the likelihood of them continuing to be involved in the church longer term is higher than if they do not. And so one of the, um, the benefits of being involved in a church and having others involved is that students are more likely to be involved in the church long term. And I know that you're here and you're going, I want that of my child. And so part of the process of doing discipleship together and being part of a community is that your child gets to benefit from other people as well. And so hopefully as you think about the number, the five that they had used, you know, there's you as a, as a parent, so one or two parents, there's, there's hopefully a, a Sunday school class or a small group leader and a pastor that's in that process. And so there's more of those connection points. And so doing discipleship together has, has that benefit. Also, there's this more well-rounded discipleship process. Each of us have certain strengths and weaknesses. Each of us tend to teach and impart certain things. As I was growing up as a, as a teenager, I remember my mom taught me prayerfulness. You know, I would be frustrated about something and she would say, well, we don't really know what's going on in their life. We should probably pray for them, which is not always helpful in the moment. She was right. But that was, I was like, you're so right. I don't want you to be right, right? But, but I had a youth leader who, who taught me how to really trust God and take risks and step out in faith and be like, I believe him. My mother taught me different things. And so I had this, this well-rounded experience of being involved in the church. My dad told me, look, the Lord's going to call you to something. Get after it and work hard at it as unto the Lord that that honors and glorifies him. And so we have this more well-rounded discipleship process. You are enough for your child. You are enough to, to disciple them and point them towards the Lord. But there's great benefit in having others speaking into your child as well. I have fantastic parents, but I will tell you that they were not the ones that had the most significant spiritual conversations with me when I was in high school. I was kind of a turd when I was in high school. Kind of wanted to do my own thing when I was in high school. But there were leaders that I respected who would call me on stuff and say, hey, what about that? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. And so we have this more well-rounded um, experience. Also, third thing, it obeys the commands of the Lord to be contagious in our faith. He tells us, look, care for other people. Be contagious about our faith. 2 Timothy 2.2, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will teach others as well. The good news is good. It doesn't need to be, to be kept for ourselves. And so involving others in discipleship obeys God's commands. It helps kids to stick long-term, and it helps them be well-rounded disciples. And I think that's our prayer as parents. We want our kids to be involved in the, the community of faith for a long time. We want this to be a lifelong journey and we want them to have this well-rounded faith that, that's full and we recognize that that means we're gonna have to be, to be contagious. And so I wanna give you three biblical instructions to apply here to try to be as practical as, as possible. The first one is kind of obvious, we've talked about it. Involve others in the discipleship process. 
Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among you. Involve others. Be connected to others who will help you grow. And that begins with you. It extends to your child, but it begins with you. If they see you taking time and effort to be involved in community with others, of people who are, who are encouraging you, they'll see that as an important thing. Little commercial here. Next week, I think it is, Men, we have an event called Man Up. It's an opportunity for us to, to be encouraged. It's early on a Tuesday morning. Um, it's a great opportunity um, to be part, also be part of a, of a fight club, be part of a, of a, women have them as well. I don't know if they're called fight clubs, but the same thing. A few people together who encourage you, who get after you, who you can be honest with. I was with mine this past week, and it was beautiful to be able to say, we're not where we need to be. But guys, will you pray for us? Help each other along the way. And we had a really honest conversation. It was fantastic. It fed my soul. And so being in, involved in that. Guys, if you're not in a group and you want to be in a group, come let me know. I'll help you. Ladies, Jenny Meredith is here. She can help you get connected in a group. You can find your way to a group where you have others who are, who are in you that are there. Um, also, as, as we think about parent gathering, um, there's a number of people who are missing. Some of them are serving. Some of them are involved in an ABF. Some of them are not doing anything. They've just kind of become in a habit, and they used to be in your group or you used to see them. Holler at them. Hey, we miss you. We love you. Where are you at? Get up. Get yourself to, to parent gathering. The discussion's not the same without you. In the love of Jesus. Do I need to come to your house, pick you up and bring you? Don't make me do that, I will. I can send some people. Invite them back. We get out of these, without these habits. There are also people who, who have not yet become part of this, of this gathering, who need to be here. Invite them too. Hey, there's this new thing. It's called parent gathering. It's brand new. We're going to start it this coming week. It's not new, but... You know, we'd love for you to come. Here's what we do. We learn together. We discuss together. It feeds my soul. You should be here. You have kids that are similar age. And even if you don't, the other groups are fantastic. Um, invite them to, to, to be a part of that. So involve others in this discipleship group. They can be in your group if, as you invite people. Hey, look, come, come to our group. If you like the other groups better, that's fine. But, but you can be in our group if, if you'd like. And so... Um, Involve others in your discipleship process as a parent. Because as we've mentioned often, it begins with you. Begins with us. I should not say you, me, us. Us as parents. It begins with us. Secondly, invite others to, to invest in your child. There are others who may potentially be willing to invest in your child, to spend time with them, encourage them. Sometimes what is needed is, is an invitation. Don't be afraid of that, especially when they're younger. As they get older, it's one of those things where they need to take some, some initiative. But I, I got to tell you something. This will mean that you need to make sure that your child is available. There is nothing that deters the opportunity to, to be invested in and mentored than not being present. Many of the leaders of your children who are Sunday school teachers or small group leaders or whatever, I know this is the way in student ministry, the ones that you invest in are the ones that you see consistently who are present because it shows that they're interested and you can build a relationship. 
I have often reached out to guys that, hey, I'd love to get together with you. We can grab some food. We can read the word together. We encourage each other. Um, and, and I get, get one of, of three reactions. Some are kind of like, eh, uh, whatever. They don't answer my text or they sort of shrug me off. They're just not really responsive. There, there are others who are like, yeah, 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 let's, let's meet up. But they're never available. Like, it just, they're like, oh, yeah, let's do, let's do that. Well, when are you, how about this week? Well, uh, I've got a lot going on this week. I've got sports and school, and there's this new girl I met, and, and I'm starting a job, and maybe not this week. Wow, okay, what do you got next week? Like, what, any, any time would, would work for me. Well, next week's pretty busy, too. They're not available. But those who make themselves available and who lean in, those are the ones that I spend time with. And so potential mentors may need a, a little invitation. They may need, a, need an encouragement. But here's the most important thing, too, the third one. It's a math issue. If we are going to have those five adults investing in the young people who are in our church, right? We are not five people. They do not have five parents. We are going to need to make an investment in the, in the lives of other people's children. In order to make it work, we are going to have to not only care for the ones in our home, but the ones who are not in our home. God has put children in your path. They're on your kid's ball team, in their class, in your neighborhood, friends, kids. There are kids in your path that God has placed there strategically. They're not in my path, and they're not in paths of others in your group potentially. God has put them in your life for a reason. You're there to care for them. And you might say, but I, but, I, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. The Holy Spirit is there for you. There are resources available for you, but the important thing is to make that step and that commitment and invest in other children. There are dozens of kids, hundreds of kids, who do not have parents who care to disciple them. Your son or daughter sits in a classroom where probably two-thirds of the kids in that classroom, or more, I'm making a, a lot of them, don't have a parent that wants to really invest in them and disciple them. How will those kids come to know Christ? How will those kids come to, to be part of the family of faith? How will those kids know? We're going to have to make an investment in them. We're going to have to make a, a difference in them. Paul said of, of Timothy about his, his mother and grandmother investing in him, he, but he did not mention a father or a grandfather. And so we can surmise from that that, that yes, Timothy had a, a mother and a grandmother who cared for him and, and brought him to church, but, but that there was a father that was absent. But, but Timothy gets connected with Paul, and Paul becomes that influence in his life. He becomes that, that mentoring, spiritual influence in his life. We need to do that for other, for other kids. Those are the ones who we are to, to touch, the ones who do not have that connection to, to others. God may be calling you to serve in a, in a particular area. Um, if, if he does... Follow that, follow that call. Um, I'll end with this. One of the blessings that I had was, was two years ago, we got, my son turned 16, he's now 18, which terrifies me to my very soul. Um, but 
as he was 16, we did this celebration of manhood and kind of moving into to manhood. And one of the things that we did is we invited some of the people who had made a spiritual influence in his life. We said, Ethan, hey, who are, who are the guys that have really poured into you? And it was a blessing to be together on a fall day and to talk about his turning 16 and just the ways that God was moving in him and to hear those men say, Ethan, this is what I see in you? Oh, it blessed my heart in so many ways. And I was so grateful that God had placed in my son's life other men who loved Jesus and loved my son and poured into to his life. But I'll tell you, that's been an investment and that's been a that's been a, a, a need and that's been something that we've had to really, really work at. And so don't do this alone. Invite others in the process and invite others to join you so that we're not alone in this family discipleship process. Our children need it and other families need it. And so don't wait for an invitation. Don't wait for me to call you and tell you this is your invitation. Do it. Invite them. They can come, they can, sit in your, they can sit in your group, not in your group, whatever, they can be part of it. It doesn't matter if they're a member, it doesn't matter if they're lost. It doesn't matter if they don't get it. The point is, they need the gospel. And we need them in the process with us because this is gonna take a family. And not just your family that lives under your house, going to take the family of, of faith. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 930 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.